Good evening. Coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spirituality Library here in Verona, Wisconsin. And I am Todd, and I am in the uh, the working of a looking at my 24-hour daily reflections. Um, I don't know what my problem is, but I did this at the same time last night, so I guess it would take that long to uh, get with the program. I uh, look at April 6th, daily reflection is a lifetime process. We were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were a prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness and we were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. AA page 52. These words remind me that I have more problems than alcohol, that alcohol is only a symptom of a more, of a more pervasive disease. When I stopped drinking, I began a lifetime process of recovery from unruly emotions, painful relationships, and unmanageable situations. This process is too much for most of us without help from a higher power and our friends in the fellowship. When I began working the steps of the AA program, many of those tangled threads unraveled, but little by little, the most broken places of my life straightened out. So, it's, it's, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back through this. I want to read this uh, again. This process is too much for most of us without help from a higher power in our friends in the fellowship. When I began working the steps of the AA program, many of these tangled threads unraveled. But, little by little, little by little, the most broken places of my life straightened out. One day at a time, almost imperceptibly, I healed, like a thermostat being turned down. My fears diminished. I began to experience moments of contentment. My emotions became less volatile. I am now once again a part of the human family. Well, what I'm thinking is that you know, it's one thing is to be uh, is to be without the drink and not drinking. You know, and uh, that's not alcoholism. The alcoholism is what we're talking about here. Alcoholism is my inner symptom. Alcoholism is what goes on underneath us. It's the pervasive. It's the pervasiveness of the illness that we are talking about here. You know the what just totally gets into our brain. And that's where our alcoholism, it, you know, it is right in our brain. That's where it sits. It's centered in our mind. And, you know, and, and I had to concede to my innermost self that I was alcoholic. But, you know, and, and what was I going to do about it? If I didn't do anything about it, I was just going to continue to, uh, 
If I didn't drink, I was going to be insane. It's going to be a nuisance to society. And that's why they, you know, and that's why there's detox. But, you know, in the earlier times, there was uh, sanitariums or nut houses. It was the same thing. You know, that's where you see all the old stories and all the old, uh, why people are treated so bad. You know, it's just it's plain and simple fact is that, you know, I mean, how many times did Bill W. go to the, uh, how many times did Bill W. go in for treatment, you know, for the, uh, for his illness? And it took a long, it took, it took a min, great many times for him to actually come clean, come, come to be able to live on his, to live with, to live with, uh, his wife, Lois. And uh, be a peace of mind, and not be so, you know. And, and he, he had problems. He struggled with depression his whole life. And there's quite a few of us that he struggled with depression and have alcoholism. It's just it's the nature of the beast. That's the problem that I've seen, anyways. And the thing is, too, is that what happens a lot of times is that we just love to ignore stuff, and that's what I've done in my past, anyways. Just sweep it underneath the rug and help it go away. I don't have time for that stuff, you know? And that, that was what it was for me, anyways. It was all about... It was all about the, uh... It was all about running away from things, you know? And, uh... Not wanting to deal with things. It's so much easier just to say, hey, you know... Reality is, is that's not me anymore. And, um... And I don't drink anymore. So, yeah, I act a little nutty at times, but. That's what I used to think. That's what I used to say. Um, you know, and, and I would just go off like a. I didn't have the good. I didn't have a good program going back then, so I would just go off like a loose cannon. And uh, quite frankly, I'm surprised nobody killed me, and because of the uh, the temper I had back then, and that I, I I still have today. The temper has never left me. The temper never will leave me. We just have different ways of dealing with it. We're able to. Uh, to take care of our innermost drive and to uh, to learn to be pleasant and not be so overwhelming and so mad and stark raving mad. Yeah, you know, it's just it's that it's that type of thing that to me today that says, you know, I look back at my probably my first twelve years in recovery and I look back and say, you know, I don't even know what I was doing back then because I was doing, I was continuing to do the same same things, you know, expecting different results, but, you know, and it, I was, it, that's insanity. Doing the same old thing over and over again, expecting different results, you know, and that's what I was doing. And, uh, 
not taking care of myself, not, uh, whoops. Yeah, it's not taking care of myself, you know, not taking a shower, not taking a, uh, you know, not being, not being in the program, not going to meetings, not being online, not being, you know, and it would be nice. This time of year, I would just run and hide because it's summertime, yay! You know, and, and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in the recovery game anymore. You know, I figured I could, uh, run around like a loose cannon and, uh, you know, and it was, it was, I was just dealing with a madman. That's all it was. You know, I didn't understand. I didn't understand a lot of things back then about this disease. I thought I did. And heck, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I didn't think most of them applied to me. That's how mad I was. That's so, uh, that's so much denial I was in. That's not the river in Egypt either. It's denial. And, uh, I denied everything that was going to be a nuisance to me. And, you know, when you don't deal with things that are nuisances to you, they become big, bigger nuisances. They become a lot bigger nuisances because you're not dealing with them. You deal with them, you work through them, and you go on with your life. And you're dealing with it, this on every day. This is, you know, this comes to us every day. This is on every day daily living that we have a uh, program of living and we have a program of Alcoholics Anonymous that we're able to be able to work in recovery. And I didn't understand that back then. But that's why I like talking about it because, you know, I, you know I'm glad I went through it. Maybe this can help somebody. You know, my struggles in my life and uh Instead of denying stuff and denying them over and over again in my head and saying, you know, finally just being able to rely on my higher power, I can get through things, you know, and, and I can be and I can recover. And I don't have to I don't have to feel uh I don't have to feel that anxiety ringing through me. You know, I don't have to feel that today. I can feel I can feel confident. I can feel that good self-esteem. I can feel, you know, I can feel positive about the future. And I don't have to be uh, living in a life of hatred and hate, and and uh, you know, just one step away from a drink. You know, I'm beginning a lifetime process of recovery from unruly emotions, anger. Anger, anger, anger is what unruly emotions say to me. Painful relationships, yeah. Yeah, painful relationships are, I had painful relationships because I was encountering them with anger. And I was surviving on anger. You know, and, and real, you know, and I would, I would just like, you know, I would I would put the anger up in the corner and then I would just try to be worked through it and you know, and, and hope that it would go away, but you know, there's so many times it would not, it would just surface and it would just blow up. 
you know, and the unmanageable situations, yeah. Yeah, my living situation. You know, living with my parents, living with uh, 27 years old. Couldn't, couldn't take a shower or wouldn't take a shower. And I had problems holding a job. And if I did have a job, it was a job that were, it was just one of those things that I could get beer money in my pocket so I could go blow the beer money. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't surfacing. I wasn't uh, recovering. I was not um, becoming a child of God. And I was not working in, I was not working with others. You know, and I was not working the steps of the AA program. So the tangled threads unravel, but it takes time. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it just doesn't snap perfect and fit right into place, but it takes time. It takes time to work through this stuff, little by little. The most broken places of my life straightened out. You know, it just takes time, and it takes prayer. It takes trusting in my higher power. It takes prayer, meditating, prayer, more meditating, prayer, more meditating, and more prayer. It's one day at a time. You know, it's not, it doesn't happen overnight, but it just takes Put those days together, put those 24 hours together. One of the things that we have good sobriety, good emotional sobriety, then we don't come unhinged. Then we don't go out and grab the, then we don't go out and do the next thing that we know what to do and grab the drink, start drinking. We don't have to do that. You know, we, like a thermostat being turned down, my fears diminished. Well, fear is false evidence appears real. You know, they diminished. I did not have to, uh, I began to experience moments of contentment. That's what happens. That's what happens to me when I work my program. You know, there's something called the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous Promises in step nine. When I, when I work those promises, they, uh, Things begin to materialize in my life that I would. Things begin to materialize in my life that I would never dreamed of. Like my emotions becoming less volatile, and being able to be a part of the human family, the human race. And I don't have to sit there and look for, uh, look for all these goofy reasons why this happened and and that's happening and. In reality is, it's because, you know, I, it's the way I was living. That's why it was happening that way. And, you know, and I like this too. And almost imperceptibly, I healed. You know, I didn't understand, I didn't understand the healing part back, you know, when I was having all these problems because I was not healing. Because I kept just re 
I had all the had all the angers and all the emotions just resurfacing, and I acted the same damn way I did when I was a three-year-old. I never grew up, you know, and and that's that's what happens. That's what happens when we're uh, when we're drinking. We don't grow, you know. I was a uh, well, I said I started drinking when I was thirteen. Well. If I started drinking when I was 13, then if I was 30, 38, 45, 50, 50, <laughs> 54, that's what was going on, you know? I had the problem of a, uh, I had the problems, there's no doubt about that. That I was not going to grow, and that I was just going to continue to carry on. You know, it'd be like me going out, you know, 54 years old, going out and buying a Dow and carrying it with me continuously and just walking around the streets with it. You know, because that's basically what I was doing. I was in a child's... I was a child. And, um, you know, if things didn't go my way, I threw a fit. Or I waited to throw a fit, and then I really freaking... <laughs> I really went all overboard, but you know, and, and that's the thing is, is that I like this reading a lot. So, you know, and, and if nobody else has told you that they love you today, I do, and I say that with the power of love. Thank you.